Welcome to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World, with CEO and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to supporting leaders with a variety of solutions to build trust, inspire authentic change, and improve morale within your organization. Learn how to grow your people, build your culture, and transform your results. Welcome to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. I'm Yvette Bethel, and this episode is entitled, How You Relate Creates. It's not clear what comes first. Is it that your relationship quality drives outcomes and experiences in your environment? Or does your experience of culture influence the quality of your relationships? I think both perspectives are true. So how you relate creates and how you create impacts how you relate. Most times we decide who we are compatible with and work with those people based on some type of conscious or unconscious approval system. As a leader who's interested in building and sustaining an engaged team, it's important to be able to attune to the quality of relationships at work whether you are new to the team or if you need to build trust. It's also important when you need to redefine damaged relationships or when you want to manage your brand at work. Any quality relationship requires commitment, especially on your off days. Taking deliberate planned steps toward mending and building relationships is not enough. As a leader, You need to actually care about employees because they can tell if you're merely going through the motions. So why are relationships important? Becoming conscious of yourself and how you impact the culture and climate of your team is essential to achieving your goals, both as a leader and a member of the team. If you can show your employees that you value them, you can engage them in ways that can help you to earn their buy-in. And buy-in is important because it's an important part of the foundation for team success. So what is interconnectivity? Interconnectivity refers to the dynamic that occurs when there are relationships between persons who work together. Now these relationships can be healthy ones based on authenticity, serving the greater good of the team and transparency, Or they can be associated with personal agendas that build individual power structures. Interconnectivity in and of itself is neither positive nor negative. It really depends on what you're using your network of relationships to achieve. As a leader, it is important to understand why relationships exist and which relationship circles connect and which ones don't. Otherwise, you may be in for a few surprises. When relationships are exclusive, meaning few persons are part of the relationship circle, this usually means there's an imbalance of power within a group or team. This imbalance can lead to disengagement among persons who are not a part of the closed network because there are persons in the closed inner circle who can become power struck. Interconnectivity is possible 
when employees feel you care about or value them. If you merely go through the motions of showing an employee you value him or her, these employees can often detect your insincerity and this can lead to deepened distrust. In order to build constructive relationship networks, ones that develop human potential, the first step is for leaders to become aware of their patterns. One pattern that shows up frequently is when leaders tend to rely on their best performance to get things done. Their sole intention is to achieve productivity at a high level of quality. However, an unintended outcome emerges because constantly giving the same persons opportunities for exposure to new projects disenfranchises employees who are not selected because this type of delegative action is exclusive and creates two classes of employees, even though the distribution of work seems justified. In order for there to be a connected, healthy network of relationships, both from micro and macro perspectives, the following skills need to be present within leaders and their teams. Number one, an understanding of the possible consequences of your actions. Number two, when it comes to interpersonal interconnectivity, it's important for leaders and team members to model effective communication skills. For example, modeling emotionally competent communication can lead to the adoption of this behavior and the creation of safe space that allows creativity. Number three, Everyone cannot contribute in the same way. Therefore, whatever a person's past, their capacity to do the work, or their personality, they should feel like they are part of the team based on their unique mix of strengths and weaknesses. Number four, it is important for leaders and team members to show they care about all members of the team. While the team may be so large or spread out geographically, the leader should be perceived as fair, confidential, and trustworthy, regardless of the closeness of the interpersonal relationships. Number five, objectivity is necessary when leveling the playing field. To achieve this, the leader's capacity to view employees through an objective lens, suspending positive and negative biases is critical. Number six, it takes more than just suspending bias to build healthy relationships. Both you and members of your team now need to find ways to be inclusive, despite your judgment. Number seven, lateral thinking refers to your ability to view a problem through new eyes. One way to achieve this is to start holding meetings that use a questioning process designed to shift the thinking of the team so it can reframe each situation and identify gaps in their previous thinking. These meetings are reframing sessions and their purpose is to challenge new solutions and the status quo. Defensive behavior is not welcome in these meetings because one person doesn't own the solution. The whole team does. Number eight. Learn to view your team as an extension of you, not from an unhealthy perspective, but in a way that reinforces appropriate boundaries and connection. For example, 
There are leaders who connect with their teams by frequently inviting them to their homes, blurring boundaries and establishing bias. Your work environment should have mechanisms in place to ensure that it is a bias-free zone. When healthy boundaries are instituted by leaders, these leaders can still demonstrate inclusivity and show they care. Despite what people think, healthy boundaries do not get in the way of inclusion. Skilled boundary setting can lead to constructive work relationships that do not compromise leadership competence, especially decision-making acuity. Number nine, ensure communication channels are not only open, they should be active. This means the right information should be transmitted at the right time using the right communication modalities. It also means there are clear distinctions between transparency and confidentiality. Interconnectivity does not only exist between people. Connection or disconnection can exist between people and policies. For example, some organizations legislate policy infractions instead of developing leaders and their constructive confrontational prowess. Disconnection exists in circumstances like this because people are just being told what to do through prescriptive policies. Granular policies undermine the ability of leaders and team members to think critically and use discretion. Disconnection can also exist between people and strategic priorities. When the planning process is exclusive, persons who need to understand the reasons behind the changes are left in the dark. And without essential information that can help them buy into an initiative, they are not motivated to implement the plan. Lack of buy-in is a primary indicator of this type of disconnection. Now, as a leader, you should be constantly thinking about how you can build engagement. You can start by asking yourself a series of questions before you develop your plan. Here are a few of them. How will my relationships impact the team? What is my real agenda? What are the consequences of my actions? What are the relationships between members of my team? How would I describe the quality of relationships between my team and other teams? And how can I continuously build and reinforce trust? By asking these questions on an ongoing basis and seeking truthful answers, you can build and sustain work relationships that create success. Thank you for joining me at Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. I invite you to join me every Monday for a new episode. In the meantime, I invite you to always continue to evolve. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. Visit YvetteBethel.com to learn more about Yvette's leadership programs and to download her free gift, Success Tips for Igniting Your Career. Thank you.